kids, this is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that Sean Kennedy first shared on the show in June of 2013. Here's Sean now with a story we call Roadside Assistance. Hi, guys. So, I'm driving home for Christmas, and it's about... 630. I'm on I-95 going home. There's nothing, you know? And I see a dog and he's looking at me. And I'm looking at him. I don't know where he came from. And I'm like, this dog is going to run out in front of my car. And he absolutely did. So he runs out in front of my car. I hear it crinkle, crack, everything. I freak the fuck out. Like, I'm in my car, like, and so then I hear this guy, like, banging on the window, and he's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And I was like, what? You know? Like, whatever you think a redneck is, that's what this guy was. Okay? He's got the tattoos, stringy hair, the hat, he had a tooth every now and then. Like, the whole the whole thing. So I was like, yeah, I'm all right. And I was like, you should probably let down the window. So I was like, I killed a dog, I killed a dog. And he's like, baby girl, don't you worry about that goddamn dog. That dog committed suicide. I don't know where that fucker even came from. If you had swerved, you would have killed yourself. If you slammed on brakes, you would have killed all of us. You did the right thing. So... That made me feel a little better, but not much. It's like, let's check out your car. So we open my hood, and it's just spewing everything everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'll follow you to the next exit. You can call somebody and come pick you up. So it's like, okay. So we go to the next exit. I call my family. You know, they're expecting me. And they all freak the fuck out. You know, my dad calls my brother, calls my uncle, who calls my other uncle, who's kind of sort of a mechanic, and they all come pick me up, you know? It's like, they're like an hour and a half away. So, I go back over to this guy, and I'm like, sir, you know, thank you so much. I, I just, I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't stopped, because I was really just freaking the fuck out, you know? And he's like, baby girl, I ain't going nowhere. You still crying and shaking like a fucking leaf on a tree. I mean, son of a bitch fell with you out here by yourself like that on Christmas morning. Plus, I was just sitting here rolling this joint, so I was going to finish that anyway before I left. So I look at this man, and then my exact words were, please, sir, may I have some? <laughs> So I'm sitting on the CNT exit, 
off 95 in a 1978 Thunderbird that's gray with burgundy interior with a guy who if I saw on the street, I'd probably cross the fucking street. He's rolling a joint and I'm about to smoke it. And I'm just like, you know, it's, see what happens, you know? So I get inside and you know how like, the windows used to be black and now they're kind of purplish, whatever. So he finishes the joint and we start smoking, so I'm like, where are you from? <laughs> you know? So he tells me his life story, and I don't know what he considers a fortune, but he's like, you know, I've had a fortune, I've lost a fortune, now I live in a trailer park, sell a little bit of drugs, just, you know, some black guys in different trailer parks, you know. You know, I really don't trust black people, but you seem kind of cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you, sir. As a redneck, you are pretty awesome as well. It's like, I have this one friend, one black friend, his name's Tony. I think he's the only black person I've ever lit in my house. I don't know why. all these stories. He's like, yeah, you know, I sell a little weed and, you know, you can make math anywhere. Not too much here and just making a living. You know? Just making a living. And my wife, she got in this real bad accident. So she basically has a steel spine. Which means like she's always in pain, so she gets 160 oxycontin a month. Well, she don't take it all because she smokes a lot of weed. So she sells her oxycontin. That's just to make her some little money on side. Yeah. So, do you have some drugs in the car? Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Probably should go ahead and tell you that. You know. And at that point, I was like, I don't fucking care. You know. I don't. So we're still smoking, like, I don't know how many joints we smoked, we're like, I, I'm sharing his Mountain Dew, you know? <laughs> I probably have hepatitis, you know, like, I get caught in mouth, I'm like, hey, have some, he's like, sure, oh my god, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> probably gonna drop dead, anyway, so he starts telling me these stories about, like, how drug deals go bad and you know how he's been shot and he's been stabbed and like you know you wait two weeks and you're talking to this person to set up a drug deal and you don't know like you know if they're gonna kill you or take your drugs or kill you and take your drugs or if they just really want to make a drug deal you know and he's like yeah and it's like you know spent the night in my car a couple times and you know, I mean, yeah, I've been in jail, got out of jail, went back to jail, you know. And Tony was apparently one of the guys who helped take care of his wife while he was in jail, the black guy. So that's why I guess he trusts him and let him in his house. But, um, <clears throat> now he's like, you know, you're my wife's brother's the big drug deal. <laughs> so, I'm listening to all these stories about, like, police and running and you know fleeing and getting shot and stabbed and I'm like fascinated and I just started bawling like I was crying my eyes out 
And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, my life is so fucking boring. <laughs> no one's ever tried to kill me. No one's ever tried to take my drugs. Like, I did everything right. I went to school. I got good grades. I went to school a fucking again. I got good grades. I went to school a fucking again and got good grades. And then I got a job that I fucking hate. So I got another job that I also fucking hate. So I got another job that I also fucking hate. And I leave the fucking job that I hate. And I go to my one bedroom apartment with no dog, no cat, no house plan. I'm the only fucking thing living in my apartment. Okay. I don't have any boyfriends, I don't have any prospects, I haven't had sex in a year and a half. Do you know how long that is? It's a long fucking time and a lot of fucking batteries, okay? Like, I just, um, I'm that girl. Like, I'm not gonna go somewhere, you know, for the weekend without some place to stay. You know, like, I don't do that. I did marijuana and, you know, in college everybody did, but I never do cocaine because, oh my god, it's cocaine. You know, I didn't know why I even fucking call this, like, a life. You know, like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. I take care of my parents, I take care of my siblings. I'm a good fucking person. I say please and fucking thank you all the goddamn time, and I fucking hate it. I hate it. I should have died just then. This is a waste of a fucking life. He's like, all right, come on back. Come on back. Come on back. He's like, here, smoke this. And it was something like a skull or something like that. But it made me feel better. So I was like, this was a sign. This was supposed to happen. I was supposed to get in this accident and I was supposed to meet you. And you know what? From now on, everything in my life is gonna be different. If I wanna do something, I'm gonna fucking do it. If I don't like somebody, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I don't fucking like you. If I like somebody, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I like you. Why don't you come back to my one bedroom apartment where I'm the only thing living? Let's hang out for a little bit, you know? I'm like, if I wanna go somewhere, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna take chances, because what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. That's gonna fucking happen anyway. I could go to jail. You've been to jail. Seems like you're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, what's the big fucking deal? You know? So my brother calls, and he's like 10 minutes away. And so the guy leaves, and he gives me a gigantic bag of weed. Like, a gigantic bag of weed and a handful of Oxycontin, because he said I was going to be sore the next day. You know, and he was right, absolutely. So my brother gets there, and I'm just like, telling him, I was like, Oh my god, I just met this guy and he was so cool, he's kind of sort of redneck and his wife has steel fucking spine, but you know what? I'm gonna live the rest of my life and I'm gonna do what I wanna do. If I don't like some man, be like, fuck you, you know what? And I just think it was meant to be that I got in this accident. That could have been Jesus. You don't know. Okay? You don't know. So, meanwhile, I have no proof that this man ever existed <laughs> other than weed and oxycodone, which I could have gotten from anywhere, so. 
to this day, I don't know if my brother thinks I'm absolutely fucking insane, uh, but it turned out to be a pretty good day. So, there you go. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.